1: All right, come with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 1 to 4. We want to get back to our teaching series, Living as a Spiritual Man. Somebody say, I'm a Spiritual Man. I'm a spiritual man. Say, I'm a spiritual man. I'm a spiritual man. Okay. Now, I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to who? Cana. As to babes in Christ i fed you with milk and not with solid food for until now you were not able to receive it even now you are still not able verse three for you are still oh read with me you are still for where there are envy and strife and divisions among you are you not canna and behaving like mere men for one one says i am a poor and another says, I am, are you not, Kana? All right, so this is a series that has been running for some time now. I paused and then uh, brought in, given us an opportunity just to prepare us. But we want to get back to it. So we're looking at three kinds of people. We talked about them. We said there are three kinds of people in the world. Every human being belongs to one of these three. One, you are either a natural man. Somebody say a natural man okay you are a natural man and then number two you are a kana man if you are not a natural man you'll be a spiritual man but in between there there is a certain abnormality which is called the kana man so the bible talks about the natural man the kana man and the spiritual man we've talked to you about who the kana man is who the natural man is and we started looking at the spiritual man which is who you and i are supposed to be and we said that one of the attributes of the spiritual man is that the spiritual man is a man of good let's put our hands together for her yeah it's a class amen it's a spiritual maturity class that we are on what i'm teaching you is not to excite your emotion is to help you to know what you have in god and then be able to assert your authority and communicate the word of God to people. Sometimes, some people, you meet somebody and the person has all the things that look fine, but he's still a natural man. And you should be able to know. If you are witnessing to somebody and he's a natural man, you should be able to know. The natural man has a t- certain disposition, certain response. You should be able to know all of that. Uh-huh. So, if you are going to marry somebody and he's a natural man and he's acting spiritual, you have to know. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have to know okay so that's what we are talking about here it's for your advantage these are fundamentals of the new testament life these are the spiritual realities you need to uh, be sure of so we said that the spiritual man among many things i uh, so far i have outlined about 10 traits of the spiritual man but i'm not too sure we'll be able to get so far but wherever we'll get to as i'm prompted i'll it. Amen. Here, yeah, we don't finish anything, we pause and come back to it. <laughs> you know, when, when you are in school, there is uh, a general science you learn at JHS. Have you? Yeah, when you go to SHS, you still do general science, don't you? When you go to the uni, you still do, uh, that's when they break it down for you. Chemistry, physics, that the specialties. This That's how it is. The word of God is said that you don't graduate. You move from one level to another. Uh And that is what a proper church does. A proper church takes you through the word of God so you will become matured and grounded. There will be times and months in the coming year where we will pick a whole book and we will just be with the book. Yeah, we will just be with the book. A number of us don't know how to study the books of the Bible. All you know is to pick a devotional. You don't know how to study the Bible for yourself. And you should be able to study the Bible for yourself. That's your manual for life if you don't know it. There are many things if you don't know. It's not a problem. If you don't know the price of fuel, it's not a problem. But if you don't know... (laughs) If you don't know what God says about you, your life is at a risk. This is not one of those knowledge you can relegate to the background. It's not one of those knowledge somebody can keep it for you. You need to know it by yourself. Okay, so we said the spiritual man is a man of knowledge. Somebody say he's a man of knowledge. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 to 14. Now we have received. Not the spirit of a world. Now, you see that when you got born again, the first gift that you are given is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Amen. Yeah, when you get born again, that's the first gift you are given. Peter said, repent and you shall receive remission of sins and the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is the most important gift you are given, And it's not for any reason why you were given that gift. You were given the Holy Ghost because he's a teacher. He's what? The Holy Ghost is a teacher. He's a teacher. You are born again. As newborn babies desire the sincere makeup of the world that you may grow thereby. Who would educate you? Who would teach you? The Holy Ghost must teach you. He said, you have received an anointing from the Holy One. You have no need that any man teach you, but even as the same anointing teaches you, and he shall abide. So the Holy Ghost teaches us, and when you are well taught, your life becomes fine. Amen. I see the Holy Ghost teaching you today. Amen. Now he says, now we have received not the Spirit of the Word, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might, that we might, that we might, the things which are freely given to us by God. Go to verse 13. With this also we speak, not in words, with man's wisdom teacher, but with the Holy Ghost teacher comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he. Neither can he. So the spiritual man knows things. He knows things. The spiritual man can know a journey he's about to make will not go well. And he will stop it. The spiritual man can know which one is good to marry, which one not to marry. He will not be proposing to AC, Linda, Akosia, and all of those things to know and then C C CCCC's that are cool. No. The spiritual man has knowledge. Somebody say he has knowledge. he has knowledge. Okay. Now what kind of knowledge does the spiritual man possess? The spiritual man knows three important things. Three important things. One, the spiritual man knows who he is in Christ. Somebody say, he knows who he is in Christ. Christ. Say, he knows who he is in Christ. Christ. Now, these are fundamentals of the faith. The spiritual man knows who he is in Christ. Number two, he knows what he has in Christ. Somebody say, I know what I have in Christ. Uh The spiritual man knows who he is in Christ. He knows what he has in Christ. And the spiritual man knows what Christ expects him to do in loving response to what Christ has done for him. Somebody say, "He He he knows. If you are going to be a spiritual person, these are three things you must know. If you don't know them, you cannot grow in a healthy way. You cannot be a spiritual person. You have to know, one, who you are in Christ. Who are you? In the natural, maybe you are a temple. In the natural, maybe you are a jaybediakon. But in the spiritual, who are you? Who are you in Christ? In your father's family, you are osay. But in the spiritual family to which you belong, who are you? It's very, very important. In the natural, you can declare yourself as a banker, as uh, an architect as uh, an engineer as a mechanic as a carpenter that's who you are in the natural who are you in the spiritual the spiritual man knows number one who he is in christ he knows what he has in christ and then he knows what he's supposed to do what christ expects him to do in loving response to what christ has done for him praise god this service our focus is on knowing who you are in Christ who am I in Christ and this knowledge is very very important the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge when you don't know who you are you will always sell yourself cheap when you don't know who you are you will sell yourself cheap when you don't know your value anybody at all can determine your price are you with me here? Once you don't know your value, anybody at all can give you a price. They can look at you and say, this thing you are holding, I'm going to give you 1500 for it. Because he doesn't know that what I'm holding is iPad. And iPads don't sell for that cheap. Yeah, some of us we ask, how much are you worth? And sometimes you quote a price that is way below what your real wealth is. Why will you do that? Because you don't know your worth. And this morning, my assignment is to show you your worth in Christ. Somebody say, I am worthy. worthy. Alright, so four reasons why it's important you know who you are in Christ. Number one, there are four important relationships that knowledge of who you are affects. Four important relationships. Everybody has that kind of relationship. Everybody in life is in touch with these four relationships. Four important relationships, the knowledge of who you are affects. Number one, it affects your relationship with God. Somebody say, my relationship with God. Or say it, my relationship with God. Now, that's the fundamental relationship for life. It's the most important relationship for life. Your relationship with God is the foundation. The Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If your relationship with people is going to be any better it begins with your relationship with God. When your relationship with God is on track, is intact, is okay, by all probability, your relationship with men will be okay. Your relationship with people will be okay. If you find a husband, a wife who is having difficulty staying with a spouse, is because the relationship applies, has a challenge. Face it. That relationship will always be right. Our vertical relationship seriously influences our horizontal relationships. Jesus said, when you are bringing a gift to me, and you remember, look at this, you are coming to the vertical direction, you remember that on the horizontal, something is amiss. Leave it there, go sort the horizontal before you come back to the vertical. Are you with me here? So that's what the Bible says. Fundamentally, it's critical. Your knowledge of who... You are affect your relationship with God. There are people who run away from God. It's because of a certain mentality they have about God. They think that God is always looking for them to beat them. God is always marking them out. God is. There are some of us we have never heard God tell us, "Well done, good and faithful servant." The only thing you have heard all the time is always what is wrong with you. You can't even imagine that God will tell me, "Well done, ah me." what, what well can I do? Yeah, because, yeah, because. So every time, every time, <laughs> can you imagine relating with a father who is always telling you your weakness and your faults? How can that even be? How many of us do when, when we relate with people who are always quick to let us know how wrong we are, how ugly we are, how bad we look? You will never, never be at peace in such a person's presence. And a number of people in church. Have this false view of God. The view of God is that he's always looking for you to miss the mark. Then he will point it out to you. No, that's not God's business. Are you with me today? Yeah. The prodigal son went so far, but he came so back because he knew his father. He said, I'm going back to my father. He knew his father. The relationship was His mentality was different. He, he had messed up. He had no locus in the natural to return to his father. But he said, I am going back to my father. And unknown to him, there was something he didn't know about his father. He felt that he needed to come addressing all the things he had gone wrong before the father was him back. He said, I will go. He rehearsed. When I go, I will tell him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and I am not worthy to be called your son, but make me one of your servants. This was a guy who had a distorted view about who his father was. He didn't know who her father was. So he said, I'm going and these are the things. If you read the account, it's beautiful. The father did not allow him to say any of that rubbish that he had in his head. Because that was not the basis. You are my child. Messed up or not, you are my child. Am I communicating here? That's it. As soon as the father saw him. Go back and read Luke chapter 15. eh? That is a typical picture of what our relationship with the father is supposed to be. When the father saw him. No, listen. This is a son who has messed up. One, you can even say, if I want to describe the action of the prodigal son and what it meant, you will not like him. Because it's like telling your father, I know you will die one of these days, but I'd like the patience to wait for you to die. I don't want to be there when you die. I don't want to be involved with your burial. I don't want to have anything to do with you. While you are alive, you are useful to me. And you are only useful to me when you give me my portion of the inheritance. Give it to me. Let me go. When you die, whatever they want to do with you, let them do with you. That was what the gentleman told his father. And his father gave him his portion and he left. And when he left, he messed everything up. Why? Because when you severe a relationship with God, nothing else can hold the moment he left the father everything came crumbling down he had money but the money could not help him out every other thing he had he went he had money he had relationships he he went and joined himself with harlot and spent all the money because everything stands or falls on a foundation with christ the moment the relationship was severed everything went haywire. but when he came back the bible says the father was actually standing the child, they didn't run. The Bible said the father ran to embrace him. How on earth will you go and embrace a son like this? That's why the elder brother really, and that is the spirit of the elder brother. Ooh, that's the spirit of church people. Church people. Ooh, wonderful. Those who are in the house, serve righteous your spirit. You see, that parable, Jesus actually gave it to spite the Pharisees. That's the actual statement. He wanted to spite the Pharisees because these are people, and the Pharisees can best be described as people who think of themselves to be righteous and honest and righteous. If you want to see a Pharisee, that is one description of a Pharisee. He thinks he's okay, but somebody else is not okay. And who are you to judge another man's servant? The father ran, embraced him, and kissed him. Go and read it all today. Spend time and read it. He ran. Now, listen. If you understand, it's out of place for a Jewish father to run. To run. No, 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 no. Run and embrace him and kiss him. And say, hey, all the rubbish you want to say, don't say it. Because nothing has changed. It affects your relationship. Well, you know, this guy knew he was a son. That's why he came back. And when he was coming, he was looking for a servant's position. But once you're a son, you're always a son. Am I communicating here? The Bible says, as many as received him, he gave them the power to be called the children of God. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. So, it affects your relationship with God. It affects your relationship with God. You see, most of the time when sin comes in our way, Satan wants to capitalize on it. To taint God's image to us. And the reason why he would do that is because he knows that if you have sinned, your antidote is with God. But if he makes you... that God is against you. God is going to crucify. you. God is going to deal with you. You won't come to God at all. And as long as you won't come to God, you will continue to flow in it. You will stay with guilt. You will stay with condemnation. You will stay and you are perpetually in bondage. That's why the Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law. You are under grace. Am I communicating here? There is therefore now no condemnation for them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Are you with me this morning? The first person, the knowledge of who you are affects is your relationship with God. Number two is your relationship with the devil. Do you know you have a relationship with the devil? Yeah. Or oh, say it, I have, I have a relationship with the devil. Yeah, you have a relationship with the devil. He is looking for you. First Peter 5:8. He said, Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil. Walking about, seeking whom? he may devour. But look at what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians 2, 11. Less Satan should get advantage. Let me show you when Satan gets advantage over you. The only time Satan will have an upper hand over you is when you are ignorant. That's why the spiritual man must be a man addicted to knowledge. You must grow in the knowledge of Christ. Grow till we all come to the fullness of the knowledge of the Son of God. This is Grow. Less Satan should get, for we are not ignorant of his devices. A lot of people feel that relationships, that our relationship with God is just uh, based on confession of sin, confession of sin. Every time you come to God, it's confession of sin, confession of sin. That's not God's specialty. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's not God's speciality. Yeah. That's not God's specialty. Why will you confess your sin to someone? You confess your sin to someone because you are sure you'll be forgiven. You know why a lot of people can't confess? They can't confess because they know that it will be used against them. Yeah. If you create an atmosphere in your home where when somebody acknowledges sin, he's not lost, but he's forgiven and is assured of forgiveness, people will be open to confess. But when I know that if I tell you now in the next hundred years, if God gives you life, you refer me. I will die with it. Are you with me here? Yeah. So you see, the reason why you confess your sin is not to be forgiven. You confess your sin because you have been forgiven. I'll come back to it because God has assured you of forgiveness, and in that boldness. You can tell him about it. He said, I will blot out your transgression. I know what I'm saying is a bit heavy for some of you, but you get it with time. What I'm teaching, you don't get it in one teaching. Uh You get it precept upon precept, line upon line. But you must get this. If you don't get this, you are not going anywhere. We won't make progress until you get this. Why should your prayer life be all about confessing things? Do you know that every doubt is a sin? Uh But when we are confessing, do you confess your doubt? When you doubt and limit your abilities, you don't confess all of that. The Bible says, for every doubt is a sin. He that doubted. (laughs) You, 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 you. Now number two, it affects your relationship with the devil. The knowledge of who you are establishes your dominion over the devil. Now let me shock you. Do you know that the reason why Adam and Eve were defeated in the garden was because they didn't know who they were? They didn't know. They didn't know. When you don't know who you are, You can easily be taken advantage of. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. And the serpent was more subtle. How was he subtle? Because these guys were ignorant. They didn't know who they were. He came to the woman and said, Ah, the woman said, We may eat, verse 2, We may eat of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good. He said, We should not eat it, nor shall we touch it. Uh That is when you know you are in error. When you begin to introduce We err in doctrine when we add to what God has said or we take from what God has said. He says, the truth, that one you should not, we should not, lest you die. Satan said, ah, is that what you know? That is not true. Let me tell you the real truth. You have to have the real truth. And this morning, I'm arming you with the real truth. You know, you can hold on to lies for so long that it becomes very difficult to receive truth. Yeah, you can hold on to lies for a long time. And the fact that everybody else is saying it does not make it true. There was a prophet in the land of Israel. Everybody announced to Ahab, go and the Lord will give you victory. That prophet said, no, if you go, you will die. He said, you, you have never prophesied good to me. Yeah. The serpent said, you will not surely die. Look at that. That is twisting. He said, God said, the day you die, you surely die. He said, you will, you will die, but not surely. And that's how Satan deceives us. You will die, but not surely. Let me tell you where. You will not die, surely. Say <laughs> you will die, but not surely. Now look at this. Verse 5. He says, For God knows. See, Satan can talk with authority. Yeah, he can talk. For God knows. <laughs> For God knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like. You will be like in other words, you are not God, you don't know who you are. I want you to know now as it is, you are not God, but you will be like God, and God does not like you to be like him. But in the beginning, the Bible said, God made man in his image after his likeness. He says, You will be like God. They were already in the image of God. But the woman didn't know, she didn't know this because she didn't know. She listen, it's the same temptation that was brought to Jesus. The said, nothing was different from that temptation. It came to you, said, if you are the son of God. In other words, I know you know you are not the son of God. <laughs> but you, if you really know you are the son of God, prove yourself. Isn't the same thing? Yeah. That's it. That's why if you don't know your identity, most of the time, people are pushing you to prove something. Listen, who you really are, you don't prove it. You don't buy a car to prove to people you are rich. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. Most of the time, what people are putting you to prove, people who seek to prove themselves don't have anything. When you have something, you don't prove it. It is the same. Yeah, yeah. When you are beautiful, no, no. we will know. You will know, and we will also know. When you meet a beautiful lady, say you look pretty. Thank you, sir. <laughs> sir, sir. Oh, 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 Dadan. <laughs> You don't know. You don't know. And that's why, parents, you have to let your children hear such things for a long time until any time anybody says it, it doesn't matter anymore. Tell your daughters, you look pretty. All the time. Particularly fathers, tell your daughters, you look pretty. Tell them again and again. Let them hear it and tell it's not, nobody will go to secondary school and say, ah, you are looking, you are very beautiful. You say, I know it. Yeah. Silence it. I know it. I know, my father has told me. I know it. By the time they tell, oh, the way, you, you look so, yeah, way are you look <laughs> so... Africans don't like talking, and we don't like talking good things. It's not like we don't like talking, we don't like talking good things. Yeah. A typical African man can tell one or one things that are wrong with the wife, but hardly ever will he point out one oh one good things about the wife. Yeah, we don't like saying those things. Listen, don't be an African, be a Christian, be a godly man who speaks. The Bible says, let no or word proceed out of your mouth. But that which is edified, that builds grace. That is what will come out of your mouth. When people hear you, they, you speak to them, they must feel that they are more empowered, they can do great exploits. Are you with me here? The sons of Sceva, how did Satan deal with them? They didn't know who they were. He said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? And they knew they were nobody. Yeah, so they said, Yeah, yes, yeah, true. We don't know who you are. He said, You? They began to deal with them. Satan will not deal with you again. I want you to know who you are today. So when the spirit of death comes to you, you won't call me. You will take your stand. Listen, Death, I know when I'm supposed to go. He said, With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. The covenant I have with him, he said, I shall not die, but I will live to declare the club that works of God. Am I communicating here? No, listen, it's not every now that somebody gives you prophecy, you are going to die, and you are all over the place, you are crying. No, 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 no. If you don't take care, you meet a fake one, he will collect everything you have. I tell you, there are prophets who collect people's cars. Because he has told him, the day you drive this car, you will die. Me, I will die in it. After all, you, who do die to? Uh, Me, I'm going to die in the car. You also die someday. No, 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 no. Am I communicating here at all? You have to know who you are so you are not taken advantage of. A lot of people will take advantage of you if you don't know who you are. Number three, it affects your relationship with yourself. Somebody say, my relationship with myself. My relationship with myself. Yeah. Do you know a lot of people have poor relationships with themselves? <laughs> You've not thought about it, eh? A lot of people, they are um, particularly among us as Africans. Our relationship with ourselves is so bad. The average African, particularly the average Ghanaian has a low self-esteem. Low self-esteem. The average Ghanaian has a low self-esteem. Inexpressive. Doesn't believe in his own convictions. Is not able to articulate his views. And the ones who decide to go above it a little, they are described as proud. You know, in a a country where everybody is calm and quiet, when you are at a mess, they call you a man of peace. But having a calm demeanor and a phlegmatic posture towards life does not make you a man of peace. Humility is more than a facial expression. It's no sign you are humble. It's not saying you're humble. That you look meek does not mean you are meek. Humility is of the heart. There are people who are sitting in their heart. They are standing. That's That's they are. You have to know. Your relationship with yourself. You see, you must know that you are wonderful. I know I'm a handsome man. No, no, no. No. No, 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 no. It's not subject to what you think. Yeah, because... You know, your own understanding of who a handsome person is is based on your views. Yeah. The Bible said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Somebody said, men are fearfully made. Women are wonderfully made. (laughs) You see, do you know why people can't love others well? Because they don't love themselves. When you learn to love yourself, you treat yourself well. You carry yourself with dignity. You will always, de- you see, out of what is outflowing in your life, you will give to people. When you see somebody who talks down on people, makes people feel like they are nothing, they, they have their own complexes they are dealing with. So be careful. Be very careful. We are married to a husband who has a low self-esteem. Every time he wants to bring you down. He wants to bring you down. He always wants to talk you down, make you feel like you are nothing. You can't accomplish anything. There's nothing good. You know, it's a battle strategy. So don't fool yourself. He's trying to win by engaging that strategy. You are loved. Somebody say, I'm loved. Yeah, you have to know that. Who goes to market to buy something that is useless? Who goes? Who goes to market takes great sum of money? Who buys 30,000 worth of thirty thousand dollars worth of shoe and the shoe is not of value the bible says you are bought with a price therefore glorify god and your body you are bought he said you are not purchased with corruptible things such as silver and gold so when you look at money money is useless you take silver take it trash it take gold trash it you were bought with something more valuable than silver or gold That means that you are more value, you are of greater value than anything material things can buy. Somebody say, our value. value. What did your Bible say? You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Listen, your self-esteem issue, go and play this message again and again until it registers in your spirit. I am chosen, I am loved. Too many of these things are in the scriptures. Your identity affairs, how you feel. There are some people they can't even take commendation. When you genuinely commend them, they think you are deceiving them. One of the proofs that you, you have a low self-esteem. One is when you can't take appreciation. Yeah, it shows that you have a low self-esteem. And when you can also give appreciation, you have a low self-esteem. These two. When somebody says, Oh, what you did was perfect. Thank you. That is all. Keep every negative, foolish thought to yourself. Don't mention it. Oh, really. We are trying small, small. (laughs) It shows that your your esteem about yourself is poor. Poor. Number four, affect your relationship with others. You are to love your neighbor as yourself. True or false? Okay. The question is, do you love yourself? The extent to which, or say you can love anybody around you, is predicated on your love for yourself. So if you don't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. So when you meet somebody who says he wants to love you, check their love for themselves. Go to their room, the place where she lives alone or he lives alone. See the mess and the debt in the place. It's a, a revelation about how he will take care of you in your home. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't love himself. Do you know? Let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Do you know, there are people who never keep their environment neat until they are receiving a guest. Yeah. Oh, it's, it shows that you have a poor love for yourself. Yeah. 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 That's it. <laughs> oh, pa- Papa is coming to my house. Papa is coming to my house. You clear all the mess because Papa is coming to your house. Listen, you are equally a royalty like Papa. Am I communicating here? Yeah. I don't give the best of myself to anybody. I give it to myself first. As a principle I don't take anybody to a restaurant i have not personally eating there. Yeah, No restaurant. If I'm taking you to a restaurant, I will I'll first of all go and eat there first. Yeah, Because that's the only way I can be confident that it's a good place to take you to. Praise God. Learn to treat yourself well. Learn to respect yourself. Learn to have a dignity for yourself. Somebody say an amen. Amen. You see, there's a thin line between selfishness and self-love. There's a thin line. There's a thin line. And you have to know the difference. There's a thin line. Most of the time, people who don't have, a lot of people don't have self-love at all. At all. Uh, shoes. Your a single man you leave alone, your shoes are all scattered. Uh, uh, they say, oh, uh, uh, when my wife comes, she'll help me to be organized. You are foolish boy. My daughter will not marry you. No, no, no. You need a Zoom lion to stay in your house, not a wife. You can't organize yourself. No, 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 no. One of the greatest deception is that some basic things that you are not taking care of, your wife will take care of it. It will be one of your greater disappointment when she comes and she's not doing it. And the unfortunate thing is when they pretend they will do it and afterwards, they don't do it. That's when you will know it for real.
0: Praise the Lord.
1: May the Lord help you this morning. The question is, who am I in Christ? Number one, I'm a new Croatian. Somebody say, I'm a new creation. Do you struggle with your past? bad past, good past, average past. You must understand that in Christ you are a new creation. When you enter Christ, the destination called Christ, there is no past. For is God. Somebody say I have no past. Yeah. The new creation is one who has never existed before. He has no past. He only has one future and it's a glorious future. Somebody say I have a glorious future. That's what the Bible said: Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's where it is. So you are a new creation in Christ. Who am I? I'm a new creation in Christ. All things are passed away. And listen, let me tell you. Sometimes you yourself, you know, that some old things have not passed away. But tell yourself, I'm a new creation. Oh, no, 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 no. You see, it's not, it's not subject to what you feel or what is happening. No, 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 no. no. Your anger has not passed away. You're a new Christian. Praise the Lord. Yeah. As you tell yourself a new creation, new creation, they will be going one by one. (laughs) You may not feel like you're a new creation. It doesn't change it. It's not a feeling thing, it's a faith thing. When you entered Christ, you were made a new creation. God cannot lie. Somebody say, I'm a new creation. Number two. Who am I in Christ? I'm a child of God. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. God. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Why? Because you are a child. Never be afraid. Yeah. Never be afraid. You don't have to be a father and when you appear, your children are running away. You should change. Your children should be running towards you. When you come home. I used to be like that. When I appear, no, they run. But now when they appear, they come. No, 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 no. Your children should come to you. They should not be running away from you. Yeah. Even when they are doing the wrong thing, they should come to you. I'm not communicating here. They should come to you. They should come to you. One of the things that shows that you have come to understand God as your father is when the, the fear is taken out of your relationship with God. The fear factor is taken out of your relationship with God. You don't respond to God in fear. You respond to God out of reverence and love. Somebody say an amen. Amen. Yeah, that's it. A lot of people, they fear God. They fear God too much. That even when they come to church and they say lift up their hands, they fear that God will be angry. They fear God. Fear of God. And the fear of God is good, but not this kind of fear. This fear has been straight to the extent that people are too, too. In fact, it's a negative fear of God. That's what I'm talking about. Negative fear of God. The Bible says you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of what? Adoption whereby you are crying. Abba simply means daddy. God is my daddy. Can somebody say, God is my daddy? Is my daddy. Yeah. and Because for a number of us who are hijabba hijabba, we don't understand daddy. Yeah. yeah, Hijabba people, they don't understand daddy. <laughs> yeah. Somebody say, God is my daddy. Yeah, he is your daddy. You are not just his child, you are his beloved child. Somebody say, I'm a beloved child. Yeah, he loves you. He said, for great beloved, what manner of love that the father has bestowed, that we should be called the children of God. Yeah. Hey, I are wondering, huh? you, a child of God, you don't look it, but you didn't call yourself, he called you a child. You are a child. What manner of love the father, that we, I like that, we, yes, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, O ya me, neighbor. Oh, hey, oh, diny moja. Nato, Caradabocosa, ya co, too.
0: Now, ya
1: saw, rewo, ya cats, oh, ya a gospel centered christ bahanda songs. Yenso. yenso, yenso, yenso. And when I say Yansu, you know yourself. <laughs> See? There are some people, eh, it is very okay with them when they hear this, but there the are other people because of certain things. Those who have a certain background, but those that have no background, when they hear yenso, they know yenso. But whether you have background or front ground, all of us in Christ Jesus, we are, there's neither male nor female. We are one in Christ Jesus. God loves you. Go through the epistles. He says, beloved, 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 beloved. Beloved simply means dearly loved. Dearly loved. Dearly loved. Dearly loved. Dearly loved. Dearly loved. Number three, who am I? I'm righteous. Somebody say, I'm righteous. Oh, say, I am, I am righteous. Say it louder. I am righteous. I am righteous. Yeah. I'm not a sinner. I'm a righteous person. Yeah. Oh, nobody can say he's a righteous person. Who said? Those of us who are in Christ, we can say, I'm not a sinner. All of us are sinners. Hey, don't say that. No, no. All of us are not sinners. Are you with me here? Eh? Don't allow people, you see, what you allow yourself to hear for a very long time, it becomes part of you. So you begin to think of yourself. You see, you must hear this message again and again, again, and again until you respond to it anywhere you hear it, until there's a fight in your spirit anywhere you hear a negative version of it. You are righteous. I'm righteous. You are right in Christ, you are righteous. Anywhere else you can be anything in Christ. Somebody say, I'm righteous. Say, I am righteous. I am righteous. Righteous means that you have a right standing with God. It means that you can stand before God just like Jesus. Uh, That is too difficult for you. When you stand before God, you are not inferior. The same way God will give Jesus attention, he will give you attention. Somebody say an amen. amen. Now listen, if you prayed, imagine you prayed With this understanding that as you are talking, God is listening to you the same way he listens to Jesus. When you get to understand that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, that's when James' prayer becomes relevant. He said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. When you are praying, you are thinking about all the negative things you have done. God is not thinking about all of that. In Christ, he sees you, listens to you just like Christ. Can somebody say an amen? Amen. Somebody say, I'm a righteous person. Yeah, that's who you are. How how can I just be made righteous like that? Well, how could Jesus be made a sinner like that? Second Corinthians chapter five, verse twenty-one. How could He be made? You see, don't don't allow yourself to think. That's what I'm saying. That the spiritual man thinks spiritual. For He made him to be sin. If the one who knew no sin could be made a sinner, why can not the sinner be made righteous? What's your problem? Oh, you don't understand grammar. The one who knew no sin. That one you accept. Jesus never sinned. And he was made a sinner for you. So why can't you take his place? They call it the law of substitution. Yeah. You are not playing well. Sit down. Let this one come and play. substitution. I take your place, you take my place. He took our place in death. We take his place in life. He took our place in sin. We take his place in righteousness. He took our place in shame; We take his place in glory. Can somebody shout an amen? That's where you stand with God. That's where you stand with God. Never lose your confidence. The Corinthian church had their issues, but that did not stop them from being the righteousness of God in Christ. Praise God. Some of the issues in the Corinthian church, I'm not sure we have such issues in the church. But we are a good church. Somebody say an amen. Amen. Number four, in Christ, I'm a saint. Somebody say, I'm a saint. saint. Uh, You won't die before you are beatified. You are a saint. The day you give your life to Christ, you become a saint. When we think about a saint, we think about somebody like Mother Teresa. Somebody who is into saintly things. No. Sainthood is a position. He's not in arts. Somebody say, I'm a saint. Oh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1. Let's read a few scriptures. Paul, an apostle of Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus. Uh-huh. So, if Paul was writing this letter to us, he would be writing uh, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the saints who are in the embassy of life. Somebody say an amen. Yeah, that's what he will write. That's what he will write. Again, Philippians 1, he said, Paul and Timothy, born servants of Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Then he said, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in. So anyone in Christ is a saint. To be a saint means you are set apart. Praise God. You are consecrated. You are too special that you are set aside for special purposes you go to your poultry farm and you locate the fowl that is fatted. Nice one. You set it aside for a special Christmas party. You're a saint. Somebody say, I'm a saint. I'm a saint. Ooh, you are sanctified. Look, First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. He said, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, look at, to those who are, to those who are, those who will be sanctified. Those who are here to be sanctified. Those who are sanctified in Christ called to be saints. somebody say I'm a, saint. I'm a saint when we're singing the song i know who god says i am He says. some of you you didn't understand it because you think somebody fabricated it this is the word of god you have to know who he says you are affirm it you know why your faith is not working philemon one six he said your faith will only work your faith will only work your faith will only work philemon one six he said that your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that which is in you in or oh, say it in uh-huh. there are good things in you. You know why you are depressed? You are only conscious of bad things in you. There are people they know themselves in the negative that they know themselves in the positive. Can you tell me about yourself? Very few people Will be able to tell you a lot of positive things about themselves if it's not their CV that they are writing. Yeah, If it's not a CV, if you engage them physically. Oh, I, I, as a leader, I do that quite often. I engage people sometimes, vetting, you ask them, and they begin I look at the list of the good things, and sometimes you have given them the opportunity to say it, but they will mention one, two, three good things. But when it comes to negative things, they will be telling, telling, telling. It gives me the firm conviction that that is what we have heard so much. And that is what has registered in our minds. That's why you are struggling with what I'm telling you now. Some of you are struggling with what I'm telling you now. You can't accept it. Pastor, he wants us to be so free. I want you to be free because Jesus wants you to be free. That's it. Acknowledge it. Good things in you. Depression is when you sit down and you look at every negative thing around you and in you. When you finish, don't tell me somebody made you depressed. You made yourself depressed. Yeah. Number five, in Christ I'm redeemed. Somebody said, I'm redeemed. Oh, I heard a preacher talk about uh, he said uh, the curse is is beyond four generations. God he said uh, he'll bring the curse to the second and fourth generation. You remember Exodus? He said there's even a tenth generation. I said thank you for your tenth generation. I don't belong there. Somebody said I don't belong there. No, 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 no. Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Galatians 3. Either the Bible is true or Satan is true. But we know that he is a father of lies. When he speaks a lie, he speaks it of himself. There is no truth in him. Christ. Somebody say Christ. Christ. Oh, say it. Christ, Christ. will redeem you. No. Christ shall redeem you. No. Christ may redeem you. No. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Has redeemed. It is past perfect. be so. Even if it's, not, if it's not so, say it is so. Yes. Say it is so by faith. Because it is so. Christ has redeemed from the curse of the law, Having been made a curse. The moment anybody can tell you that you are under a curse, it's simply saying that Christ was not cursed. If anybody says you are under a curse, he's telling you Christ was not cursed. Christ was cursed for you. So you cannot, when you hang on the cross, he hangs on the cross with all the curse of man, with all the sins of men. It is perfected. Find the solution to the problem. One of the things that Africans use to, in order not to uh, take steps and take charge of our destiny is this thing called case. Instead of taking responsibility and dealing with issues, we just excuse ourselves. It's a case. Then it hangs around your neck. Number six, in Christ I am free. Somebody say I am free. I am free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall what? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's why I am committed to teaching you because when you know, you can walk in the reality of your freedom. But when you don't know, you see the cheapest way to enslave people is to keep them in ignorance. Yeah, There were slaves who had not heard of the emancipation uh, Declaration. So they were still serving. Faithfully, because they did not know the emancipation declaration during the abolition of slave trades many years ago. Yes, they were still serving because they didn't know. But when you know you have been set free, when you know what is available, you know there are a number of rights we have as Ghanaians that we don't know. Eh? That's another teaching. (laughs) Christ, look at this, look at the Galatians of 5. He says, for you have been called to live in freedom. You have to wear hair gear or God will not hear your prayer. Yeah. Don't, don't put lipstick. Hair! Hey! No makeup. When you make up, somebody said, I went to hell. And when when I die, I went to hell. And all ladies who made makeup, they were all in hell. Oh. Listen, this woman is poor. She doesn't know I have money to buy makeup. That's why she's talking like that. Leave her alone. You are a chosen generation. Make yourself beautiful. Can somebody say an amen? Yeah. If you are a man... And you are also broke. You don't want to buy makeup. Don't put a law on your wife's neck. Yeah. Listen to it, listen. The Bible says, For you have been called to live in freedom. My brothers. Be free. Somebody say be free. free. Oh, I want you to feel free. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm feeling free. Feeling free. Feel free. Feel free. Feel free. Feel free. Today, I want you to feel free. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Be free. There are some people, when you are around them, you are so tensed. One of the signs that you are in a negative relationship is tension. When you are, uh, you are dating a guy and you are not free around him, every time you have to, be, you have to act force to fit him. You are not yourself. You are not yourself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You have to feel free. Feel free. Tension will kill you. <laughs> Feel free. Be yourself. There are some people when you're around them, when you crack joke, they won't laugh. When you, they, they are just there. Feel free. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. Somebody say, I'm, a, I'm, myself. I'm myself. In Christ, I am free. That's what the Bible says. Sin shall not have dominion over you. You are free from sin from the power of sin number seven in Christ I am chosen somebody say I am chosen, I am chosen. you see in life not everybody will choose you <laughs> sometimes not everybody will choose you but the truth and the most important is that the most important person has chosen you Eh? right now, if people in NPP, some, the original chairman doesn't like me, but a Addo likes me, it doesn't matter are you with me now? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't matter yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm a Addo's favorite, won't miss you on permission, it doesn't matter no, 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 who can give the contract is it not a Addo? you are chosen by God, whoever decides not to choose you, because you see, man's choice is based on a lot of things man's choice is always based on what a lot of things oh uh, i like somebody who is like that like that like that when uh this man uh somewhere went there he said ah see this guy he has the muscle well built god said listen i don't choose like that because you are growing you are forgetting how we choose in the spirit (laughs) somewhere i don't choose like that (laughs) I don't see as you see. I am chosen, not forsaken. Listen, everything is not okay with me, but I am chosen. Praise the Lord. I have issues I'm dealing with, but I am his choice. Praise God. Yeah. Because in the natural, you have to be, you have to fit in, you have to be, Fit and proper, make all the marks before you are chosen. But when God is choosing you, He said, You know, you're calling how that not many wise men have been chosen. Fools, people are despised, people are set apart. That all the glory will go to Him. Somebody say, I'm chosen. I'm chosen. chosen, 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 chosen. There are people that sometimes, when they don't choose you, you can be depressed. You want to go to America, they refuse to visit, they didn't choose you. No, 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 no. Forget God has chosen you, and He has not chosen you for abroad, He has chosen you from above. He that is from above
0: is above all.
1: Somebody say, I am chosen. Praise the Lord. The, The issue is that you were not chosen yesterday. There are people who are waiting for you to be fine before they choose you. They tell you have to correct this, correct that, correct that, correct that, correct that. And as you are correcting this, they are finding new ones. But the Bible said God chose you before the foundations of what look at this, look at this with me. Mm. Ah, Ephesians 1, 3 and 4 Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places just as he chose us verse 4 just as he chose us just as he chose us in him before the foundations of our world he chose us he chose us without blame without what? he's not finding fault he chose you without blame that you should be holy in him that's all chosen. Somebody say, I'm chosen. Say, I am chosen. You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation that you should call for the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let me run up quickly. Number eight, in Christ, I'm an heir of God and joint heir with Christ. That's why you should not be talking poverty. Are you with me here? Yeah, you should not be talking poverty the heir uprand to the throne of a santa kingdom can never talk poverty his bank account may be empty but he knows that he's an heir are you with me here no 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 I'm not sure that uh, Prince William is it William William is the next uh, prince in line for, to the throne Abby. when the father goes William, and, uh, Abby, William and, and William may not have a billion pounds in his account but he knows he's loaded Hi! Ah, somebody didn't understand that. He knows he is loaded. He will never see himself poor. He will never talk poor. He will never act poor. Why? Because he knows he's an heir. And the Bible says, "For we have not received the spirit of bondage." Look at this with me. Whoa, 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 whoa! An heir. Good. The spirit himself bears witness to our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children somebody say if children verse 17. If children then as an heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. In other words anything that belongs to Christ belongs to you. Somebody say anything that belongs to Christ belongs to me. That's, that's who you are. Anything. That's how rich you are. The Bible talks about the riches of our inheritance in Christ Jesus. Anything that belongs to Christ belongs to you. The earth is a loss and the fullness thereof. Number nine. I close with number 10. In Christ, I'm an overcomer. Someone say, I'm an overcomer. Listen, never accept defeat. You wrote the exam and you failed. Go and write it again. Because you're an overcomer. You were born to overcome it. You started a business, it didn't work. Go and do it again. You are an overcomer. Listen, it is not over until you win. Somebody say, it's not over until I win. You were not born to quit, you were born to win. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even my faith, little children, you are of God. And I've overcome the world. For greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Shout, I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I will never give up. For the Lord God is all my side. If God be for you, who can be against you? You can't fail. You are ordained for the top. Somebody shout an amen. Now, if overcoming is too difficult for you, let me close with this. You are more than a conqueror. Amen. I am more than a conqueror. The Bible said, Through we are more. No! In all these things. What are these things? In your luck, in your business struggles, in your relationship challenges, in your academic challenges it looks like the academic challenges are winning over you. It looks like business setback is winning over you. It looks like marital challenges are winning over you. But that is a lie from the pit of hell. I came to give you the mind of God. I came to give you the mind of Christ. That mind says, in Christ, you are more than a conqueror. Somebody shout, I'm more than a conqueror. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. That's who you are in Christ. Who am I in Christ? I'm more than a conqueror. Who am I in Christ? I'm. More... Now let's start from the top. Number one: Who am I in Christ? Who are you in Christ? Who am I in Christ? Number three: Who am I in Christ? Four: Who am I in Christ? Number five. Number six. Number seven. Go. Number. Number nine. Am number ten. I'm more than a conqueror. Somebody shout yes. yes.
0: fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church 6.45am to 8am for our first service 8.30am to 9.45am for our second service and 10.15am to 11.30am for our third service and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6pm to 7.45pm locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santati Runabout, Kumasi Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you.